college football season is here. And that means episode two of the spread option podcast with B Frank and Nick Phillips is back. Bad week one or week zero, excuse me. Bad episode one for us. Not starting off hot here either, but one in three for your boy down a little over two units. <laughs> the ineptitude of Colorado state and New Mexico state's offense up until the fourth quarter for the Rams was what did me in. Yeah, that was rough. Um, we kind of, um, I think we're riding the intangibles with Colorado state with the, uh, the, uh, the coach, you know, exiting the hospital. Um, and you know, we're just idiots for thinking they come out and play hard for him, right? Yeah, it's the you know the, the the fact that you think, hey, you got to win it for coach, but you also forget the fact that, oh, you know, he was missing almost ten of their last thirteen days of practice leading up to the first game of the season. In their preparation. preparation may not be there. Yeah, exactly. So um, we we didn't exactly think that went over too well, but uh, credit to Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, you know, come out a long way and, uh, you know, get a big W. And now uh, Colorado State's got a, you know, interstate uh, matchup with Colorado this week. So, um, based on that, yeah, I'm taking Colorado all day in that one. Seven and a half after, <laughs> after yeah. that. Performance. So, here's I, your pick already like yes. 40 seconds in. but <laughs> Yes, before, before we get to uh, fill out the rest of our cards, I actually also have that one. I bought the hook, though, so it's seven. Seven minus seven Colorado. Uh, I think it drops to like one twenty-five, but it's totally worth it. You can double up, triple up the units, even if you want. It's going to be should be an easy winner for the Buffalo in that one. Uh, but before we get to the rest of the slate, we're going to go through the ranked games. We'll do it each week. Give you a pick or two, however it may work. You know whether we like the over/under, money line, whatever there is. Team totals. Um, you'll notice we're recording this earlier in the week, so there may not be a full list of betting options but this is just the best way it fits in our schedules because sadly we can't do this full time but here we are with the uh what we've got at hand and we'll we'll just make some picks for you and, and talk through some of the games the probably the marquee matchup of the weekend number six washington and number nine auburn playing a neutral site game auburn is two and a half point favorites According to Bovada, this is where we get our lines. The over-under 48. Uh, what do you like in this one? I've got my pick. I'm only going to take a, a spread, but what are you thinking for this one? I know uh, it, you know a lot of hype for both of these teams. Big big game to start off the year, and, and you know you kind of set yourself ahead in the national playoff hopes if, if you can get a win here. I've got three words for you, B. Frank. Mm -hmm. War, damn, eagle. All in, love it. All in love on it. Auburn this week. I think the money line's like one twenty, two or two and a half point spread, depending on what line you look at. Um, but you know, I, I what I really think is, uh, I'm a big Stidham guy. I think Jake Stidham yep. is a hell of a quarterback. Um, I think he's poised to have a big year um, for Auburn. Um, they've got a good defense. I know Washington's got a good defense, and Browning is you know experienced now, um, being a junior. Um, the one factor, and I know it's kind of a lazy factor to look at, but um, we, we've mentioned long travel and stuff like that in the past. But, I mean, I have a hard time believing that crowd's going to be anything less than 80% Auburn because um, this game's in Atlanta, correct? So, um, I believe so. So, you know, I think um, – you know, I think for sure that um, Auburn's going to have, you know, kind of that – home away from home field advantage. Um, you know, I think they're going to come out motivated after they got kind of embarrassed by uh, UCF, you know, a game that they think they should have won. And, you know, everyone expected them to, even though UCF was kind of the darling of college football last year. Uh, the national champs. Yeah, they're national champs. Recognized national champs. Yes, recognized <laughs> national champs. So, uh, I'm, I really like Stidham. Um you know, in a game like this, I think Washington keeps it close, but with the spread so um, barely even a spread, you know, I'm going to take Auburn by a field goal playing in front of a, you know, a uh, pro Auburn crowd. And uh, I think Stidham has a big day. Um, I just, I don't know, just something about SEC defense. I feel like Browning, 
Uh, it's going to be more likely a turnover the ball in this one than uh, Stidham. That's kind of where I'm what I'm going with. Um, I still have nightmares about betting on Washington earlier in the year, earlier last year um, against the yeah. Power Five team, and uh, you know I just this is going to be a fun game though, and I and I want to give you let you have your two cents, but uh, you've got Gus Malzahn and uh, you know um, Peterson who each will pull out all the stops on offense to win a game. This is going to be a really fucking entertaining game because uh, Chris Peterson loves to pull out the trick plays. We know Gus Malzahn loves to do it too. Sometimes it's gone horribly wrong, and but sometimes it's it's looked great. So um, you're going to see some really interesting shit. And I mean, with two good defenses, it might be you know one of those games where you know your traditional nitty gritty stuff nitty gritty stuff doesn't work. So maybe we get. Uh, you know, we get some fun trick plays in there. So prop bet, you know, I would do a prop bet on some sort of trick play in this game with Melzahn and Peterson, but I don't know if one exists, but that's another, you know, storyline, I guess. Right. As we were saying earlier, the, uh, you know, it's earlier in the week. We're recording on a Wednesday, releasing on Thursday. So lines may change and prop bets and different types of bets may appear that we didn't have access to. And, you know, that's life, but you hit the nail on the head with, Pretty much all the analysis. Two great defenses, two experienced quarterbacks going at it. Miles Gaskin is a great running back coming back for Washington. He should be able to help take some of the pressure off of Jake Browning if that offensive line can get any push. I agree with you. I'm going to go Auburn. I'm going to take Auburn minus two and a half. That's what I put the bet in as earlier. So that's where I'm at. I believe the line, like you said, is going down closer to a pick'em, which love it. Give it to it me. Is what it is, but that's where I was. I, I wanted to make the, the pick early so that I could be true to the show. Um, there you go, man. I, I like Stidham a lot. My problem with Washington is Browning without a proven weapon on the outside. He had John Ross two years ago through 41 touchdowns last year. He didn't really have anyone only threw for 20. He, he seems to struggle if he can't find that guy to latch onto. Gaskin will open it up a little bit, but how much? And, you know, Washington's going to have a great secondary, so Stidham's got to be at his best. Good stat for Auburn is they've had two, or they've had 1,000 yard rusher every year since 2009. So without Carrion Johnson and Cameron Petway, they've got a lot of guys that are trying out to be starting running back, but expect them to get production on the ground. I'm going Auburn minus two and a half. Love it. All right. We're on the same page. So will the folks fade us? Because they should. <laughs> Fucking last At this <laughs> point, they might want to. Um, college game day, heading to South Bend for the first time in, I believe, six years. Notre Dame-Michigan rivalry is renewing. This game is a pick em. The over-under line is 47. What are you looking at in this one? It's a night game, I believe, in Notre Dame Stadium. The, you know, it's, it's hard to separate these two teams. There's a lot going on here. A lot of question marks, especially at the quarterback position. I wish, you know, I wish this game was week three or something. The, the fact that this is a week one game, it's so hard to get a read on it. Um, it's really two of the teams every year that no one knows what to expect. Yeah, yeah, and they're playing week one, and they both have question marks at the quarterback position. So, mm -hmm. what a, you know, what a trap for a gambler. Uh, literally, just flip a coin here. Um, there's really no way to separate them, in my opinion. Um I really think Michigan, you know, Notre Dame always has a great offensive line, but um, with Rashawn Gary on defensive line for Michigan, I expect them to have a nice day. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a tight game. I think there's going to be some turnovers. I think you've got, you've got some quarterbacks going through some growing pains. You have, I mean, M Michigan's whoever gets snaps in this game. I mean, obviously it's going to be, Shea Patterson, but I don't know how quick of a trigger Harbaugh would have. I doubt he would really in this game, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just going to go with the home team here. I, I'm just going to go Notre Dame. So obviously there's not really a spread or anything, but um, the thing is Wimbush has some experience um, in that offense and um, you know, Notre Dame's at home and I, honestly just Harbaugh's inability to win big games is kind of in my mind too. And I know that's kind of, you know, Maybe not the most thoughtful analysis, but I mean, at some point he's got to win one. You'd think with all that money he's making, but yeah, uh, yeah, they, 
I think with Wimbush having some, Wimbush having a little bit of experience is what's kind of putting them over the top for me because this is everybody who plays quarterback, probably just one guy, but it's all their first snaps with uh, Michigan. And then uh, the receiver, one of their top receivers just broke his foot again. So uh, right. Right. His na- I don't remember his name, but uh, I think those number those factors are – I'm going Notre Dame, but, uh, you know, no matter which team wins, everybody loses. So. <laughs> uh, I agree with you that there are, there are questions at the quarterback position. Wimbush didn't wasn't really impressive in camp to beat out Ian Book right away for the starting job. Shea Patterson is a somewhat known commodity. He played at Ole Miss, now is at Michigan in a significantly different offense, one that's more pro style, where we talked about it on the B Fox and B Frank show in depth, where Michigan kind of puts their quarterbacks in situations where they have to make plays. And if they don't, it's magnified. Like the issue at quarterback is magnified. It's kind of like LSU where you've got great running backs and a great defense. But when it comes down to quarterback play, you put so much pressure on them that you don't know if they can actually make the plays or not. With that all being said, I'm going Notre Dame home team uh, in a pick them. Got to go with it. Michigan has the better defense. There's no question about it. I just think that Brandon Wimbush is going to be able to figure out a way to make a couple plays. And I never believe in a Michigan offense until they prove me wrong. Yeah. I think that was um, eloquently put. There you go. So we're riding together so far. So, all right. So far we'll move on to Miami and LSU. Another neutral side game. Tigers three and a half point dogs to the Hurricanes. The turnover chain is back. Over underline set at 47 and a half. What are you looking at in this one? Where do you go? Can LSU get a good quarterback? I think LSU, I got LSU's defense in this one. I think they come out um, and play in a big way. Um, I just, yeah, I just, I really think. Um, LSU's defense is going to be the biggest factor here. Um, I just think with the way LSU can negate the bad quarterback play by running the ball, and they always have good running backs. Um, So I'm expecting them to kind of keep the ball on the ground, control the clock. Um, Them being – I think this is going to be tight, and it's going to be a defensive battle. I mean, obviously we've got the renowned Hurricanes defense. Um, You know, LSU's got a good defense. they're going to be able to run the ball. Uh, Miami's probably going to want to run the ball too against LSU, DBU. So I just think I'm taking the, I would take the under in this game and I'm taking LSU plus three and a half. I think this game is going to be sloppy. I think it's going to be um, low scoring. I'm thinking like along the lines of like 17, 13 or 20 to 17 kind of game. I just don't think it's, this ain't going to be a shootout. There's going to be, a lot of time spent on the ground in this one. Um, and I just have a hard time going against an SEC defense plus three and a half at a, at a neutral site. Um, so, uh, yeah. And after Wisconsin kind of exposed them with being able to run the ball very well um, against them, um, you know, last year in the bowl game, I just, yeah, LSU run, being able to run the, run the ball gives me confidence. So give me them. Give me the LSU money line while we're at it and give me the under. Wow. <clears throat> big fan of that pick. Uh, I'm also going LSU three and a half. This isn't fun when we agree so often, but it's just the way that it works sometimes. I'd also look at the under. I didn't bet it. I actually bet the under in the Notre Dame-Michigan game, which is 47. I think these two games are going to be very similar. Low scoring, ugly offense. This one will have better defense than Notre Dame-Michigan will because I think LSU and Miami are both top 10 or 15 defenses in the country. Definitely. The question is, will Joe Burrow come to play on Ohio State transfer? He's getting a chance in Ed Ogeron's offense. And as we've seen in the – It's going to be no. I know. But as we've seen in the past, LSU has probably had some of the best wide receivers in college football in the last decade, and they just haven't had a quarterback to throw them the ball. If Burrow can be halfway decent and get the ball out to the playmakers – that's going to completely revolutionize this offense. Yeah, he just has to be Zach Mettenberger. That's all he has to do. <laughs> I, yeah, essentially. 
That is uh, the LSU-Miami game. The final of the ranked matchups is an ACC battle. Virginia Tech headed to Florida State. The Willie Taggart era is underway. DeAndre Francois just named starter following the horrific injury he suffered week one last year. Virginia Tech's back with Justin Fuente and Josh Jackson at quarterback. Yeah. Line seven and a half favorites for Florida State, which I think is ridiculous. And the over-under set at 57. Are you thinking the same way I am in this one? Um, I want you to go first. I've kind of kicked it off. I want it, Let's let you go, and then we'll see if I agree with you here. Let's yeah, I, I'm going Virginia Tech plus the points. Uh, I think Virginia Tech is the better team to begin with, and you're throwing on seven and a half points. Thank you. So I will, I will take those points every day. Josh Jackson's a very good quarterback. I don't believe in Florida State's defense after watching them last year. Obviously, a lot of a lot of circumstances around that situation. It was almost a foregone conclusion that Jimbo Fisher was going to leave probably halfway through that season. They lost their starting quarterback. James Blackman couldn't really put anything together. So it's hard to judge a team on that, especially when you have a new quarter or a new coach coming in. But I don't think that Willie Taggart's going to be able to get it all together in time for a good Virginia Tech team. So I'm going to take Virginia Tech. I would also lean towards the over. I, I'm not betting it, but I would lean over if if I had to pick one or the other. Yeah, and I'm sure the over bet is part of your lack of confidence in the FSU defense. Um, I is, I'm going to take Virginia Tech with the points. I think they cover, but I think Florida State wins. Okay. Um, Tallahassee, not the easiest place to play. Um, that place gets rocking. They're going to be excited. You know, Francois back. Um, new coach Taggart era begins. Um, I just saw it. You know, you see, you see Taggart last year with a talented quarterback and uh, Herbert, and you know Francois coming back, and obviously Francois with the the knee injury against Bama last year was unfortunate, but um, I think he comes out and plays well, and, and Jackson's obviously a good quarterback as well. But um, the thing is. Um, I just I wonder how Francois's mobility is. I mean, we don't have the luxury yeah. of NFL with with like being able in the preseason to like you know, if a guy comes back from a knee injury, you can like kind of see what his mobility is like in the pocket. Well, I don't I don't know about maybe there's some degenerate gamblers out there that somehow get some practice footage, but I I haven't that's seen that's not us, thankfully. That's not us. I you know we're not buying you know, advanced weather, you know, so we know what the weather's going to be like, stuff like that. Uh, we don't have that mm-hmm. at our disposal. But but anyway, I, Francois' mobility is uh, a big thing for me because I think if he can be kind of elusive in the pocket and they can kind of control the run game and he can be active in the run game as he has in the past before, I think Florida State's got a good chance to kind of win one of those, like, 27 21 28 21 like right where the spread is i mean that's why my brain is like i'm kind of locked in on forest state taking care of business at home i think they can sustain enough pressure on the ground to uh keep their defense off the field enough and you know get a stop or two or something it's a tough place to play and they're going to be fired up so um give me virginia tech plus seven and a half but give me um the money line, I, I would take it. I mean, I'm going to, you know, I just say, you know, I'm saying Florida State's going to win. I don't know if I'd necessarily bet it because it's probably like. It's minus, minus 290. That ain't worth it. Yeah, there's no it, value there. The Bet Virginia Tech money line if you have to. I mean, throw 10 bucks on it if you, you want to bet on this game because that's really where the value is um, mm-hmm. in this game. But, um, yeah, I would take, um, I think Florida State's going to win, but I, I think Virginia Tech's going to cover. I think there's. It's, you know, this is what Willie Taggart does. He rebuilds programs. You seem to think he's not going to be able to get it, get it together in time. I think he's going to be able to just squeak by him. All right. Yeah. That is the ranked games. We'll just run through the rest of our card in terms of what we're looking at, what we're looking to bet. I'll open it up. Central Florida, the civil conflict, taking on UConn. 24-point favorites. 71 is the over-under point total. What did you call it? What did you call this matchup? This is the civil conflict. It's rivalry week. This is a real thing. Yes. Bob Diaco created it. RIP. And uh, there's a trophy. It's a very one-sided rivalry in that UCF doesn't even acknowledge it. They left the trophy on the field last time they played them and beat them. (laughs) I am hammering UCF. (laughs) Mackenzie Milton's back. 
one of the most explosive quarterbacks in college football, one of the most explosive offenses. Defense is bound to take a step back this year, losing a lot of talent. But yeah, sure. UConn stinks. UConn stinks. I'm going all in on that UCF line. I would lean towards the over as well, but I'm not betting it. Yeah, whatever UCF's uh, individual point total is, hammer it. Um, I'm taking the spread as well. Yeah, Mackenzie Milton coming back. Um, yeah, th- this UConn is terrible. Um, just absolutely terrible. Um, that's really all I have to say about UConn. I mean, I just – I think it's going to be very lopsided. And um, it's one of those games where I think it's going to be lopsided, but it's also not like a 35-point spread. I think – Where do you have to worry? Yeah. Let me – give me – my prediction will be like, oh, I'm going to go – 48-14 UCF. That's my pick. All right. I could absolutely see that happening. The next game on the slate, Stanford home against San Diego State. The Cardinal have the single best player in college football, Bryce Love. He will go up against a there was a pretty good San Diego State team last season. They I believe they had ten or eleven wins. But big graduate. loss at running back. Big loss yeah. at running back. Donnell Pumphrey gone. Rashad Penny gone all there. This is running back. You, if you think about it, yeah, going way back, Marshall Marshall fall. Yeah. There's, there's been a lot of talent there and there's supposed to be another really good running back coming up this season. We'll see how that goes. I am all in on the Cardinal minus 14. Not sure what they're going to get at quarterback. um, But I, I think they win this one by a couple scores. I think San Diego state, both teams like to run the ball. It'll shorten up the game. Stanford's got the significantly better defense. So if they can force a couple turnovers, this one should easily be a 20 plus point win. Agree on that. All that. I think um, I'm probably, if I, I'm going to bet this, I haven't bet it yet. I'm going to take the hook. I'll take Stanford 13 and a half, just to be safe. Um, I like it. I like that play. Just running the ball a lot um, kind of scares me as far as how much of a lead they'll be able to build up. I think they'll kind of control the game and cruise, but I don't know if this game's going to really ever get, you know, to be a 21 to 30 plus point game. Um, definitely think there's a lot of question marks with San Diego State. Um, you know, Stanford's always got a good D line. They always have a great O line. And then obviously they've got Bryce Love. Um, I mean, David Shaw have these guys ready. It's a home game. Um, so give me. Give me Stanford. I'll take them 13 and a half. Um, give me them in the first half, minus seven. All of the, Let's just get it going. Yeah, I'm all in. Love it. And would love to know what his prop bet is on yards. Cause... Yes. Once that's up, if it's anywhere near 100, meaning give or take 15 yards, take it. Oh, 100? That's, I, what you that's my – I'm not sure what it will be, but if it's anywhere near there, I'm saying you got to take it. It would be, be like 150, honestly. That would be my guess. Wow. I'd like that too. We already we already mentioned the Colorado Colorado State game. I'm taking the Buffs. You're taking the Buffs. The over is 65. It's it opened at 61 and a half. It's already up to 65. So it shows the uh, faith in that Rams defense and Colorado's offense. No need to linger on that one. This one I think is probably the most interesting game in the entire weekend. Florida Atlantic. Yeah. Heads to Oklahoma. Oh, oh, oh. Kyler Murray taking on Lane Kiffin, returning a 2,000-yard rusher in Devin Singletary. They get a starting quarterback back in DeAndre Johnson. They return a decently good defense, and Oklahoma's going to have a good defense themselves for the for Big 12 standards, that is. And the running back is sick. <laughs> yes. Rodney Anderson is filthy. Line is 21 in favor of Oklahoma. The mm. Over under opened at 65 and a half. It is pushed all the way up to 72. <laughs> 78% of the money is on the over 56 on Oklahoma. I am double unit playing Florida Atlantic. I'm going to play the over as well. The owls are going to be one of the more exciting teams in college football. I actually think they can win this game. That's how crazy I am. Oh no, man. So I'm, I'm very much in on this 21 point spread are you gonna buy some points on it too just for shits no need i feel very comfortable at 21 i don't um i think they've never played a defense anywhere near the level of oklahoma's um and i don't 
I don't trust them to I, – I mean, I respect what, you know, they've done with that offense and what Lane's done there, but I don't think they've ever seen a defense like Oklahoma's. True road game, Kyler Murray, Rodney Anderson, that defense is – I mean, they couldn't even fight their way out of a wet paper bag. I think this is going to be a lot of points for Oklahoma in this game. Um, with a 21-point spread and the over being – 72? Oh, shit. I'm just trying to trying to brainstorm what Oklahoma's individual point total is in this game because I think it's probably like 43 and a half or something. It's probably something like that. It's got to be around there. So, hmm, that's kind of steep. I think Oklahoma's going to control this game. I think Lane's going to go in there and get kind of embarrassed. Um, hate to say it, but because I love Lane. I think he's good for college football. Uh I just, I just think Oklahoma's too much. I think Lincoln Riley's going to just dice him up. Um, yeah, I, Kyler Murray's not going to even play in the fourth quarter. So um, let's go Oklahoma first half. I'm going to take him in the first half. So, okay. That's yeah. minus 12 and a half. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'm all in on that. Yeah. And the over-under is 37. Yeah, it'll be like twenty-one to seven or twenty-four to seven at Oklahoma at halftime or something. I, I mean, I, I really think they're going to come out and dictate the play, and I don't think they're going to surrender much on defense um, the whole game. And I think uh, Murray and Anderson are going to be a lethal combo all season, and they get it rolling against a really weak defense uh, to start the week. So I'm all in on Lincoln Riley's genius play calling. All right, I will up. Let's see, let's see what happens here. Boomer. Texas heads to Maryland to close out the home and home. People forget Maryland beat Texas last year in Texas to open the season. The Longhorns are 13 and a half point favorites with all the shit going down with DJ Durkin, the head coach. Texas is simply just more talented. I love this spread. I think they can easily win by at least two scores. And I think they'll do that. I also am leaning the over it's 53. Um, I just don't think Maryland's very good. And Texas, I think, actually has some talent. They're going to be a very good defensive team this season, which is weird for Big 12 teams like we were just mentioning. But yeah. confidence in Sam Erlinger to, to yeah. be able to dictate play and, and lead this offense. He did. He showed sparks of brilliance before. I yeah, think, that uh, USC game last year, he was great. Yeah, I think he shows more consistency this year. Yeah, I'm all in on him. Um for sure. I think he's going to be good. And Tom Herman is, I don't think he's going to let that team lose to uh, Maryland back to back years. I mean, they're just simply more talented um, as a big 10 guy. I've seen Maryland the past couple years. Um, they absolutely stink. Um, and uh, Matt Canada interim coach stepping in at the very last minute, there's a lot of turmoil. My brain is saying, like, you know, the intangibles of, well, we got to come out and play for each other and our fallen teammate. And I hate to go to a dark place like that, but, you know. We're overwhelmed this season betting that way. <laughs> right. We already, we already, you know, lost money, um, you know, betting on the intangibles. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're just betting on the more talented team that doesn't have the turmoil. Um, I know people have tried to loop Tom Herman into some drama with all the, his former ties to Ohio State and, you know, acting like him going to a strip club really matters. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, that makes me like the guy more, so for what it's worth. So, Fair um, enough. Respect to Tom Herman um, for being a real guy's guy. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to take Texas. Big fan Allinger. Um, a lot of these, you know, kids are moving into their sophomore and junior years that are extremely talented. Um, so give me them at, I mean, what, 13 and a half. I mean, yeah, yep, definitely. Um, yeah. And give me, give me the first half too. They come out and punch them in the mouth. Love it. Louisville is taking on Alabama, another neutral site game. This is Saturday night. The tide have named co-starting quarterbacks with Tua Tagovailoa and Jalen hurts 24 and a half point favorites. <laughs> Kind of feels like a trap line, but I'm going to take the Tide. I think for whichever quarterback doesn't perform well, the other will perform infinitely better, and, and that's where the offense will go. And, and up until, you know, the third or fourth quarter, whenever Saban decides to pull his guys, they'll have a comfortable lead. 
I don't know if Petrino and Saban have any sort of a history together. Um, they might have coached in the NFL at the same time, but obviously one was in the AFC and one was in the NFC. So I, I don't know if their coaching trees have ever shared a branch, if, if that's the right way to put it. I don't I'd know have to is. guess yes, but I don't know off the top of my head. Petrino is known for obviously being able to put together a very fast, very high profile, live scoring, um, you know, just a very prolific offense. And Saban's bread and butter is that defense mm-hmm. and running the ball. I, I mean, it's just being a dead horse with this, you know, this theme today. But I mean, they Alabama it starts with the O-line and the run game. I mean, it always has, it always will. They're just going to run the ball to death and they play obviously stellar defense. They had the best defense in the country. I think Nick Saban, what I was getting at is I think Nick Saban is going to make it his goal to just embarrass that Petrino offense. I think he, I just have this feeling that he just wants to embarrass them. Um, whatever Louisville's point total is, I'm taking the under. I don't know what it is, but I, like I don't think, pick. I don't think Louisville hits double digits in this game. I don't think they hit double digits in this game. I think, and just for a fun bet, I think Tua comes out and he plays better. I think um, okay. Tua's, Tua's definitely, in my opinion, I trust him more in the the passing game. And I I'm think sure there'll be something like total yards, like who will have more, and it's pick one or the other. I I mean, just it, it's not something you can bet on, on you know, on any site. But I, I truly think Tua is going to come out and play a better game. Um, I just think he's much better um, throwing the ball, and I think he's plenty athletic to. Um, you know, run some, you know, read option or, you know, mm-hmm. he draws and stuff. I mean, they love that fucking QB draw at, at Bama. So they do. Yeah. So give me, um, give me Bama and 20. What's the over under on this game? It is 53 and a half. Oh, Jesus. Man, I, I, I would lean toward the under. Cause I think Bama's not. I think Bama comes out and plays well, but I, I just don't think Louisville's going to score. I, yeah, I, I think my bet here is bet the Louisville under. I'm just all in on Saban's defense against Petrino. I don't know what it is, but I just really, really think they're going to come out and just not let them do anything. And also, what helps my case is the amount of times Alabama's going to run the ball. And you know Louisville's yeah. going to throw on them. Or they're mm-hmm. gonna, if they do, it's going to be a huge mistake. But um, we'll see. So that's my pick. Uh, and I'll take Bama on the spread. Okay. But, but yeah, I mean, that's a big spread. But um, mm-hmm. the fact that Louisville, I don't think, is going to score much makes me comfortable that Bama can hit 30 or something. Right. This is the last one I have on my card. Navy and Hawaii. We saw Hawaii blow out, essentially, and then let back in and then close the door on Colorado State. Cole McDonald was outstanding in that game. Threw for what felt like a million yards, ran for three touchdowns, uh, just just really dominated the game there for the Rainbow Warriors. He was he had two rushing touchdowns, ninety six yards. He was twenty six of thirty seven for four hundred eighteen yards and three touchdowns. Pretty good. Navy overs were quietly the bet of the year last year. Navy hit, I believe, nine or ten overs last season. And they've got a very nice 62 line mark for this game. And I am hammering that one as well. Malcolm Perry is back at quarterback. He was dominant in replacement of Zach Aby for the midshipman, rushing for 250 yards in the snow bowl against Army last season. And I think he's only going to get better this year. What's the over again? 62. Yeah. That's my pick. It's easy. <laughs> Navy this over is... until it doesn't happen again. Long yes. story. It's just you're you know your research on USF over of two years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely with flowers. Oh yeah. That was yes. big time stuff. Um but I yeah, you obviously know a little bit more about this than I do, but um yeah, Navy has a very prolific offense and they're very susceptible on defense. Mm-hmm. Um it's crazy that all these overs are able to hit with because they literally just I feel like they just run the ball a ton, but um, that's it. Triple option. 
Yeah, but it, it they move they move down the field quickly. It's amazing how efficient yeah. uh, they are. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna take that. the folks at home can tell Brian is much more um, in the loop on this one. So mine's just more of a uh, I'm just going with like uh, history is gonna repeat itself. It's really the only rationale I have on this one. So this isn't one I've really studied up studied up on a whole lot. But uh, that's what I'm gonna go with. Whatever works. We will. Uh, that's that's my card. But I'm gonna throw it over to your alma mater, the Illinois game, hosting yeah. Kent State, sixteen and a half point favorites over under at fifty six. How mu- I guess I I would assume you'd never bet against the Illini, but how much? Oh, I do. I've made money betting. Ag- I've made money betting against my own school in both sports. Don't get me wrong, because honestly, they've had a futile. So just so the folks at home know, for my four years of undergrad um, in Champaign-Urbana. I was the recipient of zero NCAA uh, tournament appearances and zero bowl wins. They made the bowl game my freshman year and lost, I believe. And then they didn't make a bowl game the next three years. I got to see the likes of Tim Beckman and um, Bill Cubitt coach my team um, after wow. they fired Ron Zook, who was yeah. an elite recruiter last year, Started six and zero, lost his next six games. Uh, was a rough way to go um, for the Zucker, but now he's with my Packers. But anyway, um, Illinois this year has a very, very intriguing quarterback um, that a lot of people probably don't know. His name is AJ Bush. He actually was most recently with Nebraska. Um, didn't have any playing time there. Um, and, he, you know, he transfers to, to Illinois, and he's kind of bounced around with a few schools. He's definitely more of a mobile quarterback, left-handed thrower. Yep. But Rod Smith is quite the offensive coordinator, and I actually dropped him last week because he is Khalil Tate's former offensive coordinator. Rod Smith's had stops at uh, Michigan, Indiana. It's just very up-tempo, up-tempo, a lot of quick hitters, definitely features the run game. Um, doesn't really feature the tight ends a lot, but, um, Kent state is not very good. Um, this game is in Champaign. Um, there's some optimism. I think the over under for the season for Illinois is three and a half, but, um, with the quality of the opponent in this one and the type of offense that's being run, I think Rod Smith is going to be able to get a lot out of AJ Bush because, uh, it's a lot of quick hitters. Um, you know, they're going to get their athletes involved. Illinois actually has a couple good receivers in Ricky Smalling and Mikey Dudek, uh, as well as a nice couple running backs there, uh, that includes Mike Epstein, um, and Lewis Dorsey is a good tight end. Um, so uh, we don't all know who's playing yet, but, uh, based on what I know that all those guys are in. So I will, this goes against everything I stand for because I know better. I know better than to do this because they were the favorite last year against Ball State in one of these MAC games because a couple years ago uh, they lost at home to PJ Fleck with Western Michigan. Yep. Um, they had way too close of a call with Ball State last year. It came down to like a field goal attempt at the end of the game. Should have lost that game. Um, but I think getting rid of that shithead Garrick McGee and having a nice offensive coordinator in um, Rod Smith, the, the Illinois is going to put up some points. 56 is a high number. I'm optimistic about the offense. I would probably take the under in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Illinois can win this game by uh, 17 or more. And I know I'm just going to look like a fool, but I have to show some confidence in the new, in the new offense or I'm not really a fan. And I love it. I love it. You gotta, you gotta love the alma mater. And if it makes you feel any better, I only saw one NCAA tournament appearance and zero bowl wins in my four years of college. Well, yes, because you didn't have a fucking team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other games that you're looking at for this weekend? Oh, what was the game that I had mentioned earlier? Oh, same idea. Mac team at a Big Ten school, new offensive mind, looking to make a stamp, leave his imprint, first game, come out guns a-blazing, give me the Nebraska Cornhuskers point total, whatever it is, at home against Akron. That is going to be a lopsided affair. I think Scott Frost comes out. They've got a freshman in Martinez starting a quarterback who they're raving about. Um, but really, really like, um, obviously, Scott Frost's offense. It was prolific at Oregon. 
it was absolutely disgusting with Mackenzie Milton last year at UCF. Um, so if they're high on a quarterback, that's all I need to know. I'm all in on uh, Nebraska and facing a bad quality opponent. That's a really tough place to play out there at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. Um, so that place is going to be uh, redded out and they're going to be rocking. And uh, Scott Frost is going to come out and he's going to, you know, he's going to want, you know, people to feel good about the hire and, you know, feel good that, you know, make them feel like, you know, Nebraska football is back or it's, you know, on its way to being back. So uh, give me their point total. Um, I'll probably take their spread too. Um, I don't know what it is, but um, at least first half. I, I'm really a big believer in the new coaches coming out and trying to leave an impression early in the game. So <laughs> any thoughts on Nebraska or? It's it's tough. It's one of those things like we were talking about earlier. You really don't know what you're going to get just yet. Um, I think the way Scott Frost coaches is he gets guys to buy in right away, and then it's all effort from there. They're, they believe they're going to win games. They believe they're the better team, so they're going to just out-effort everybody on the field. I need to see it before I can bet it, but... I think it's going to be an interesting year for Nebraska football for sure. Okay. There's one game I want to ask you about that you didn't mention yet. Which one? Do you have any thoughts about um, your potential Heisman winner playing against Rocky Top? Yeah. So I was just looking at that one. It's a 10 point spread over under 61. I would lean. I mean, I, I would take West Virginia minus 10 and I would lean towards the over money right now is pretty even. I believe 59% West Virginia, 52% on the under it's a neutral site, right? Neutral site. I'm not a hundred percent sure of that either. I think it might be. Um, it, yes, yes, it is. Excuse me. The, I think Will Greer comes out and dominates. I don't know that I can say the same for West Virginia's defense. That's the only issue I have. Sounds like an over bet to me. Yeah, so I'm leaning towards the over, and I'll probably end up taking West Virginia minus the points come Friday or Saturday morning, whatever. Whenever I decide to do it, once yeah. I get all my winnings from the the Thursday games with UCF and Stanford. But oh, yeah. what I wanted to ask is, which of these games are you going to lock in as your your no doubt winner of the week? Oh man, no doubt winner. The over in the Washington State Wyoming game, forty-five. Wow, love it. Yeah, that's it. That's happening. Mike Leach and that Wyoming offense we saw last week. Oh yeah, give it. I mean, come on, that's that's happening. So I'm gonna go bold. I I, I already told you it was a double unit play, but I'm gonna say Florida Atlantic plus twenty-one oh. is my lock mm -hmm. of the week. Take it to the bank, folks. Yeah, there's a couple more games I really like. I, I also think UNLV gets slaughtered at USC. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm taking USC in the first half. UNLV, obviously, with their infamous loss um, at home last year to Howard at 252-1. to one. Um, 16 so. and a half point spread in the first half. Oh, it's 16 and a half in the first half? Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I'll still take it. Uh, UNLV is awful. True road game at USC. Um, and then another game that's a couple random games, Penn state minus 23 and a half at home against Appalachian state. Um, yep. going to, going to come out and ball. So I really like whatever Penn state's total is in that game. I mean, sorry. I know I just keep saying that whatever it is, but I mean, these are, I like, these are games where I'm talking, like, I think they're going to hit 40 points. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just, I, I, McSorley's going to ball in that game, in my opinion. I think betting it blind is is ballsier than anyone else being able to see it and, and say, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going to take this one. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, over under a 54. Um, it's gone down from 57, according to the Sports Action app. Um, Penn State's 24, 23 and a half point favorite. Um, so my guess there is their total is somewhere around... 31 or 32 i mean i'm fuck yeah at home at happy valley with mcsorley fuck yeah i'm hitting that are you Line kidding it up. Line yeah it up. and then the other game is if you can't tell i'm a big fan of betting big 10 teams at home against max schools just 
no disrespect to the Mac, but um, I've just seen these really shitty games before, you know, these teams going into Ohio State, getting throttled. And um, Kinnick Stadium is just a black hole for offenses. I don't know what it is. Teams just cannot go there and play offense. Northern Illinois does not have a very good offense. Um, they do have and, one of the best defensive pass rushers in college football, though, with Sutton Smith. He's going to be an All-American, mark my words. Yeah, very possible. Um, but I think Iowa's got uh, a pretty damn good defensive end of their own in A.J. Epinesa. He was a former five-star recruit moving mm-hmm. into his um, sophomore year. Um, Iowa with some losses uh, last year, you know, most notably uh, Josh Jackson in that secondary. But um, I think – that their defense is still good. Um, it's a black hole for, for offenses uh, to go in there. And I, I think Iowa just has enough to – I think they can win that game by 10 points against NIU. Um, and NIU obviously did upset Nebraska last year. Um, luckily, I did not have any action on that game. Um, so I am confident that Mac teams can go into Big Ten schools and win. Obviously, Western Michigan throttled Illinois the one year. Central uh, Michigan should have beat Oklahoma State. Or not Central. Yes, sorry. Yes, that too. But I meant, I meant to say Western Michigan a few years ago. But yes, mm-hmm. Central Michigan. I just, I don't know. I, NIU's offense just doesn't impress me. And Iowa plays great defense at home. And I think that's just a bad, bad combination for NIU. But uh, uh, my high school prom was at NIU. No disrespect to those boys. But uh, I think Iowa's got this one. All right. Any others on your card? Oh, let me do one last scan. I know some. this is some bad radio. Um, no, you got to get all the – we got to give all the winners out. I mean, if we're not doing that early, what are, what are the people listening for anyways? Uh, do you have any Rutgers slander you'd like to throw out this they week? They stink. They stink. They they just won the, uh, the Fulmer Cup. Congratulations to them. It is Twitter and Reddit's favorite thing where they keep track of – criminal activity during the off season and Rutgers ran away with it this year. So shout out to really? them. Um, yeah, they're at home against Texas state. Uh, Brian's a Seton hall guy. So obviously that he doesn't really have a dog in the fight for um, his alma mater in college football, but um, sadly, actually I'm not sad about it. Cause we'd probably be like D two or D three and who cares? I have an interesting one for you that I think based on our discussion last week, Yep. Um, Arizona at home against BYU, 11.5-point favorite, over of 60.5. I'd take the over and wouldn't touch anything else. Khalil Tate's going to play well. I just don't know what to expect out of BYU's offense. Their defense is always okay. It's never anything special, or at least hasn't been in the last decade or so. They, The offense is usually what propels them every time. Khalil Tate's going to be great. He'll he'll be able to put up at least three or four touchdowns. So I would look look at the over, but nothing else. Hmm. Man. There's even a line on Liberty this week in Old Dominion. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Newly uh newly division one A team, Liberty. Well now I have to bet it because now that they're it's their first year. Now now I have to bet this game. First game ever is a division one school against old dominion and yeah i mean i'm i'm kind of looking here i mean we i think we did a good i think the unc cal game's interesting um but i don't really have an opinion there a lot of suspensions for the tar heels yeah and they're on the road so i'd yeah. probably oh ooh, kentucky puts up points and the line on that game is 49 or for the over under I think Kentucky could be uh, – their point total could be a very, very interesting play in that game. I mean, it's going to be north of 30, but it could be mm-hmm. an interesting play. I'm just kind of throwing shit at the wall right now. I think we kind of got through our – I think I'm through my card, and I'm kind of just doing one last scan and seeing if anything jumps to mind. Um, just some of the te- – I mean, there's some big spreads this week with Ohio State and Wisconsin. I mean, I'm not going to touch those lines. Right. Um, just just too big for I mentioned this last week any once it gets over about 24 I start going like yeah you know like you know time to find something else to bet on or throw it in a teaser or something you know get it down a few just you know you gotta do something so Brian I think I've kind of I'm through everything unless you got anything else but yeah I think we did a 
we kind of went through quite a bit. Um, yeah. But yeah. That's that's the week one picks. Be sure to uh, check it out. Subscribe to this show. Leave a review so we know what you guys think and what you want to hear. Uh, we'll have our sports action app names so that you can follow us along in the description of this. So be, be sure to check that out. But cool. until next week, we'll see you guys and uh, good luck betting. All right. ILL, baby. Here's a story about Billy Joe and Bobby Sue Two young lovers with nothing better to do They sit around the house, get high and watch it too And here's what happened when they decided to cut loose They headed down to Blue Old El Paso I swear they ran into a great big Exactly what the